Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio with Cam Lewis and Tyler Uremchuk, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Episode one, two, three. Ding dong. Ding dong. Shout out to DoorDash. We are back. First episode in like a month. Because nothing's happening. Literally nothing. Our, that our, was- our off-season plan for creating content was when the Blue Jays do something, the next day we'll find a time. We'll talk about it and put in a podcast. But the Blue Jays have done sweet fuck all this winter. All they've done is trade a good hitter for a relief pitcher. What do you want us to do? Do a podcast two weeks ago and talk about the rumblings? That's what I mean. It's like, well, we could have talked about them bringing back Vinny Capra on a minor league deal after oh. non-tendering him, but that's probably the most exciting thing we've seen in the past month-ish. Yeah, there's there's not a lot going on right now for the Blue Jays, but that in itself has become a bit of a story. We were going to record one of these yesterday. We didn't in that time Brandon Nemo re-ups with the New York Mets. It's a mammoth deal. And before we get into Nemo specifically, Coom, it is worth noting we're seeing a bit of a trend, whether it's Bogarts, whether it's Trey Turner or Nemo, where it feels like teams, are they not adding on years to stay below the CBT threshold this year? That's That feels like what's happening here. Yeah, the teams that are going above the luxury tax, what they're just doing now is they're making the contracts longer and stretching them out so they can get them into kind of like, think about it in hockey terms, it's a lower yeah. salary cap hit. There's it's no, like teams are doing this early yeah. in the NHL salary cap days. It feels Ilya like Kovalchuk this, deal. It feels like we're almost in that same time with baseball where teams are like, oh, this is an easy way to skirt around this. We'll just give a guy 11 years knowing damn well he's not going to play all 11. Yeah, exactly. So the hope with what with what teams are trying to do now is you have something like Bogarts. It's 11 years and then you can lower your an- average annual value and try and keep yourself below the luxury tax. But a lot of these teams that are doing it are ones that are just blowing it out of the water, right? Like mm-hmm. the Phillies are spending big money. The Padres are spending big money. The Mets are spending big money. I mean, that's just once it seems once you blow by it, you're just so far gone. You're just going to keep going. Yeah, I guess. Um, Nemo is the big name that we were, I say we, but we talked about this when they dealt Hernandez. It was like, hey, you moved on from Teoscar. Okay, tough pill to swallow, fan favorite, all that stuff. You got a reliever and now you have potentially an extra 14 million that you can throw around. And Nemo was kind of viewed as the guy who should cost in that range a little more but would be a great fit for this Jays team because he can play center field. Can you can move Springer to a corner spot and he gives them what 
they don't have. He checks all the boxes they need checked. How disappointed are you that they they didn't find a way to land this guy? Or do you look at that contract and go, eh, bullet dodged? I'm not going to sit here and worry about contracts or dodging the bullet because I do firmly believe that Rodgers can be right up there with the Mets. And I mean, the Padres are in there. The Phillies are in there. There's no reason the Jays can't be spending like that. So I'm not going to view this like we're talking about hockey and there's a hard salary cap that the Blue Jays have to adhere to. I understand the front office does ultimately have to adhere to the number that Rodgers will allow them to spend. But going past that, Rodgers themselves should have the Blue Jays be in the mix for to be a top five or three payroll. So I'm not going to sit here and worry. Oh, you know, like Brandon Nemo is getting paid more than George Springer two years later. Like who gives a shit? It's not my money. It's Rogers's money. And the, where the Jays are at now is it's now or never. If you're not going to, you know, augment this group, then you're not going to beat the Houston Astros. You're not going to beat the LA Dodgers. You couldn't beat the Seattle Mariners. Like there's a ways to go for this team. And if Rogers isn't willing to pony up, it's not going to happen. Yeah. It feels like a lot more this offseason. And, and again, I'm not sitting here being critical because I think they've done a good job adding to the team and adding in free agency. And I'm well aware that there's big contracts coming down the pipe. They're going to probably have to sign Bowen, Vlad, Alec Manoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it doesn't feel this winter like it did the previous two. The previous two, it was the Jays were in the mix for this guy. The Jays were in the mix for that guy. The Jays were in the mix. The Jays were in the mix. The Jays are kicking towers. The, the, the Jays are k- kicking tires. The Jays are doing this. But this winter, it's felt more small market for the Jays. It's felt more like, ah, they're having conversations and they have a bunch of plans. We'll see what happens later on in the off season. We'll see who misses out on getting their guy and then we can make a trade. But now it seems like everyone's going and getting their guy and the Jays are falling behind. And what's going to wind up happening is everyone knows they're so desperate for an outfielder and a third or fourth starter that they're going to have to wildly overpay. And that's just the shitty thing is if you're not willing to spend money in free agency to compete with the big guys, that's what you wind up having to do. And that's what it's looking like now. The other thing that kind of fell apart on top of the Nemo deal, and this one was, well, wildly disappointing from a Jays perspective, but also for our boy BK, who was <laughs> who had firmly planted himself in the they need to get Lars Newtbar or Dylan Carlson camp. And to see the Cardinals go just sign Wilson Contreras. And then the reports came out that they were never even really offering their outfielders in these discussions. They were offering relievers and pitching arms. The Cardinals one was a move I had a lot of hope in. And I was like, that feels like a, a deal the Jays could turn into a slam dunk victory when you factor in Jansen for Newt Bar, Hernandez for reliever for relief out. Boom, you got better with those two moves. I was I was more disappointed in Contreras signing with St. Louis than I was in Nemo signing with the Mets. Yeah, that definitely took an like a big option off the table from the Jays, but that's kind of the that's the nature of the beast with with so many of us as we come up with these ideas of hypothetical trades that just make sense. There wasn't really ever a tangible report saying, hey, the Blue Jays and Cardinals front office there. Uh, these these people are all chatting. They have mm-hmm. there's 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 speculation to be made that something tangible is happening. It's just us roster baiting. It's just us being like, hey, look, the Cardinals need a catcher. Hey, look, the Jays need an outfield. And we just made something up and it made sense to us. But there's no guarantee that. The St. Louis Cardinals had any interest in any of Toronto's three catchers. Maybe they don't value them as much as we do, or maybe they have an extremely high value on uh, their outfielders and they don't want to get rid of them. It was like with the uh, Juan Soto trade. Everyone's like, oh, these prospects, they're this and that. Like this team has so many better prospects. We don't know which organization values what anymore. 
Yeah. Modern baseball is so different now with this kind of stuff. You look for a certain skill set that your analytics department can or your coaching staff or whatever can get some guy to figure out because he has, you know, a great spin rate horizontally or something like that. You know, it's all just so different now. Yeah. Episode 123 of the pod is brought to you by our friends at DoorDash, where you can use the promo code GAMEDAY25, get yourself 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. This team cannot, absolutely, Coombsy, cannot come out of this offseason without adding a significant outfielder to make up for what you lost in Teoscar Hernandez. And not make up for Teoscar Hernandez in the sense that you're going to get 30 to 35 home runs from someone. That'd be great. But when you look at the names that are out there, unlikely impossible i would say to find someone with that kind of potential yeah it's um the names kind of left on the market now for free agents if the jays want to bring somebody in is the biggest name is what michael brantley and that's kind of a tough one we all know the jays front office likes and is familiar with michael brantley because they came close to signing up a couple years ago when they signed george springer uh, the deal was reported to be done, but he winds up going back to Houston on the two-year deal. Brantley, of course, Cleveland, when Shapiro and Atkins were still there, acquired him as part of the return of the CC Sabathia trades. So this is a guy they know well. Andrew Benintendi uh, went to the Yankees at the trade deadline. He's a free agent, didn't have a spectacular season. The Jays were in on him ahead of the trade deadline, but wound up, as I said, going to New York. Then there's Kevin Kiermeyer, a name that we all know very well, has spent his entire career with the Tampa Bay Rays. Doesn't hit particularly well, but is an elite defender. Defender, kind of injury prone now. Joey Gallo was for a few years there, one of the better power hitters in the league, but has completely fallen off a cliff after getting traded to the Yankees a couple years ago. And he kind of turned it around for a little for when a he minute. got moved to the Dodgers, but it didn't last yeah. long. It lasted like 12 seconds. He had, you know, a handful of good games and then kind of fell off again. Maybe he plays in a calmer market than New York or LA. He gets back to it. Or maybe it's just someone whose huge swing has been exposed. And then there's Jerks and Profar. He's kind of, he kind of fits the mold of what the Jays like this front office likes with those guys that play multiple positions, the Whip Merrifield types. He's played uh, left, right and center field for the Padres. And he also played third base. So that makes some sense switch hitter, but None of these guys are as good as Teoscar Hernandez, unfortunately. So if this is going to be your replacement, you better hope the Jays are signing one of the best pitchers left out there or making a huge trade for a really good player because it would be a pretty lame offseason if they went ahead and trade Teoscar for a reliever and a prospect and then just sign some ho-hum reclamation project. In like agency. Profar, yeah. Yeah, like the, a Profar or a Gallo or a Kiermaier. It's just, it, it feels lateral at best. If everything goes well, it could be lateral. <laughs> and that's that's not where we were a month ago. When no. We were like, oh, you know what? They The Teoscar trade sucks, but it makes sense. And it opens up a bunch of room for them to do this. And they just don't do anything. Like, even if it was Bellinger, who was another name that I was disappointed to see sign elsewhere. He got the one-year $17 million deal, right? Yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, that guy, the shift is going away. We kind of read into his numbers away from the shift. And I was like, oh, Bellinger feels like a name who could come and pop at the Rogers center, right? Gives you yeah. good defense as well. I was really intrigued by that. They don't end up getting Bellinger either. Another thing too, is a team like the Red Sox went out and bolstered their bullpen. Look at who they've signed, right? Kenley Jansen, Yoeli Rodriguez, Chris Martin. They went and got some big bullpen names and the Jays are sitting there with the one guy they picked up, Eric Swanson in the Teoscar deal and nothing else to show for it. it. It's been a disappointing week to be a Jays fan. Yeah, it really has. I think, 
I mean, to be fair though, I mean, still a lot of off season yeah. left. We're not, we're not going to, it's not like this is the spring training preview episode. Yeah. We're like, oh man, the Jays have done nothing and it's March. No, there's still time. And I, uh, you throw back to a few off seasons ago, it was the off season after 2009, 2019 season when they made their first big free agent splash. The Hyunjin Ryu deal came out of nowhere after Zach Wheeler had signed with the Phillies and mm-hmm. Zach Wheeler was kind of the big name. We all hoped, Oh, Hey, if the Jays decide to pony up some cash and free agency, Zach Wheeler would be a great ad. Zach Wheeler signs with the Phillies. Everyone's pissed off. Oh man, the biggest ad this season is going to be chase Anderson. So that's what it was at the time. It looked like a joke yeah. and they went and signed Hyunjin Ryu and that was, it came out of nowhere and it wasn't even, it wasn't even really a name where you had been hearing, Oh, there's a bunch of rumblings where the Jays are interested in Ryu. It just kind of happened. So, I mean, the the best name probably left now that Nemo is signed is probably a pitcher. It's probably Rodon. And we haven't heard much about the Jays being in on Rodon, but if they can do the Hyunjin Ryu thing and come out of nowhere and add that, then we, that's great. We also haven't have we also have heard the contrary, right? It's not like we haven't heard anything, but we're hearing that like, hey, the the front office seems pretty happy with Manoa Gosman Barrios is their three. They're looking to add a four and then they're going to let Mitch white and whoever be their five kind of thing. Yeah. Or they'll bring back a guy like stripling or whatever, but we're not hearing a ton about, Oh no, they're hungry for an impact arm. The one. Yeah. We're just not. No, all the, all the names we had kind of heard about were more back end ones. The only yeah. one, the one where it seemed to be the most smoke where it was like, they're actively engaged in something, not just reaching out and chatting and, saying exchanging pleasantries like it usually is was Kyle Gibson kind of a back end around five ERA starter who wound up signing with the Baltimore Orioles. So that's the one guy they've been kind of close on. Actually, another thing to bring up now, given what pitchers are earning on the market, does it not look a little strange now that they didn't, they didn't offer Ross stripling the qualifying offer. Do you think one year, 20 mil seems okay for stripling right now? When you look at the other deals getting signed, it's kind of like he would probably, I don't know if he would have signed it. Yeah, so you would have just gotten yourself a free pick or would it have hurt his value so much that he would have signed yeah. it? And the Jays actually don't view him as a $20 million arm that that's entirely potential possible as well. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that is weird. I don't know. Just, just something that just randomly maybe. came to mind as I was talking about like names, the Jays are trying to sign who aren't as good as Ross Stripling. And I'm thinking Kyle Gibson and what they would have been comfortable offering him. Are you just better keeping stripling around on the one year deal? Yeah. I don't know. Cole Hamels. Oh Christ. Yeah. What a weird story that is. Yeah. That's really strange. He hasn't pitched since what? 2020 only pitched yeah. a handful of innings that year. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That seemed like back. one of those things where like an agent reached out to an insider and it's like, Hey man, like Cole really wants to pitch next year. Like, can you do me a solid and tweet out that teams are interested in him? Say, like, okay, I'll do you the solid. Yeah. I, I have a hard time imagining it's gotta be like 40 by now. Right. Oh yeah. hundred percent. At that point, go and sign Cole Hamels, bring in David price too. He hasn't technically retired yet. Cole Hamels is 38. There you go. Sign Cole Hamels and David Price, two mm. battle-tested starters, a couple of lefties. Or you say Kikuchi in the pen. There's your Andrew Miller. <laughs> it seems like the the vibe I'm getting here from the last 10 minutes of this conversation is the Jays making a significant free agent ad is or a free agent ad that can be really impactful is getting slimmer and slimmer by the day. But could they maybe be in on a trade target? We'll talk about that after we take a quick break. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Coomzy, the name everyone wants to talk about is Brian Reynolds from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Take us through the latest with Reynolds because it's he, he wants out of Pittsburgh. He does not want to be a pirate next season. That's so he is clearly available. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. They came out with a report in the past week or so saying Brian Reynolds had requested a trade from the Pirates. And it's a little surprising because after the August trade deadline this season, he openly said he was happy he didn't get traded, didn't want that to happen. I mean, things can change quickly. The Pirates are very bad. I don't think there's many players who are tremendously thrilled to be involved in that environment. But for whatever reason, Brian Reynolds at that time was saying that how much he meant that who knows, but apparently he wants a trade. Now this is a player who's a switch hitter. He's an outfielder. The bat is the big part of what you'd be getting here. He's been an excellent hitter for Pittsburgh in the past. He was on the all-star team in 2021, put up a nine twelve OPS. The OPS declined a little bit this year to eight Oh seven, but still very good. very good. When he came into the league, he was fine defensively, but his defense has apparently declined over the past few seasons. Maybe he just stopped giving a shit because Pittsburgh sucks. Yeah, honestly. I mean, like (laughs) Pittsburgh's, they got a huge center field out there. It's a big cave, kind of like Kansas City. It's not an easy place to defend. Maybe, yeah, who knows what it is. But this wouldn't be the kind of addition where you're like, yeah, we're getting a huge bat and a huge defensive upgrade. It almost just kind of seems like here's Teoscar Hernandez, but a switch hitter and a little bit younger and more years of control. As you know, we saw Teoscar Hernandez go in center field a few times. It's possible. It's something you're allowed to do. He can get the job done, but by no stretch of the imagination, was he a good everyday center fielder? And I think that's kind of where you're at with Reynolds. It's a good bat, but not the perfect fit. But 
where we're at right now with the Jays is there might not be a perfect fit. You might have to just find something that's fine. Yeah, and the issue is with Reynolds is you're getting something that's not a perfect fit and you're also sacrificing in the trade as well. Like he's going to take legitimate future assets slash prospects to bring this guy in. This isn't like a, oh yeah, like Bellinger, oh, just pony up the extra two mil and bring him in now. Like this will take, it'll, you'll have to get a little creative. And it's a difficult trade avenue to go down because the person you're negotiating with is Ben Charrington, who used to be involved with this Blue Jays front office. So he knows who this front office covets, who they're maybe comfortable trading, and he knows the prospects involved. Mm -hmm. So, and then again, further to that, the point I was saying earlier when I was ranting about this is everyone kind of knows they're desperate. So your bargaining position isn't exactly fantastic. I think the flip side of that, though, with like Sherrington and the Pirates specifically could there maybe not be an angle of like he's more comfortable trading with the Jays because he knows those prospects well? Like he would be if he's like, all right, you're giving me X, X and X. I know these guys inside and out. I know I'm not getting screwed here. Well, maybe that's the other way around is he knows something the Jays don't about a certain guy and he ends up fleecing them. Though that doesn't really seem uh, like yeah. the kind of thing the Pirates ever really do. You go back to um, the Chris Archer trade, specifically the one they did with Tampa, <laughs> winds up being an all-time bad one. Now that wasn't Sherrington, so that's 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 yeah. a bit of a different animal. But I mean, <laughs> if you can point to the last time the Pittsburgh Pirates made a good transaction, I would be interested to see. <laughs> Fair. They also don't need catchers, right? And no, they don't. Their so number one prospects a catcher, so you have to get a third team in the mix. You either have to get a third team in or you're moving from parts of your pool that aren't catching related. And what are you going to do there? Are you moving Ricky Tiedemann? That's the shitty thing is so you're, you're the Jays now and you're wanting to get an impact player through trade. But your number one and number two prospects are players who could help your roster this year. Like if you trade Moreno, we saw him up last year. You know, he didn't play that many games. He didn't contribute significantly, but he looks like he's right there. Like it, it's not inconceivable to think, yeah, this guy's a full-time major leaguer in 2023. And then everyone saw Tiedemann just dominate the minor leagues and go through three levels. And again, it's not remotely inconceivable that just like with Alec Manoa, he makes four starts in triple a Buffalo. And we're like, ah, time to bring this guy up. He just dominated triple a. And then he just starts. Yeah. So, I mean, like there's, there's such a risk with trading one of those two guys. I mean, I'm not saying that, that they necessarily need to be involved in the trade, but those are your one and your two. And that's who other teams are going to be asking for if you want an impact player. And that's, that's what's so frustrating about this whole thing. That's what's so disappointing about them not finding something good in the free agent market is because being, being put into that situation where you have to make a trade makes your life so much more difficult. But hey, last year, right before the start of spring training, they go out and trade for Matt Chapman. And I don't think anybody misses anyone that was sent to Oakland in that deal. I don't know, man. My Kirby Sneed jersey just sits unworn. <laughs> Yeah, with some, I didn't, like, who was even involved in that trade? Like, who was that? Kevin Kendall, Smith. Kendall Like, Graveman. the most forgettable name for a human to have in general. Apologies to all Kevin Smiths out there, but, like. Very generic. Yeah. Sean Nolan, Kendall Graveman. Or that's the Donaldson trade. Yeah. Who See, knows anymore, man? It's the same trade twice. It's insane do, that happened. Do you think there's any part of the Jays missing out on free agency that's CBT related? Well, Shapiro said, and this is circling back to uh, right at the start of the winter meetings was that pay, he says payroll is rising in a way that corresponds with our team and our success and our expectation, which is to be championship caliber. We're not a team that functions without a budget. Every team has one. So we've certainly got limits, but the support and the growth of that payroll is unprecedented in the history of the franchise. And it continues to be very strong from ownership. 
CBT, those are, those are my words. I'm just paraphrasing here is not an obstacle for us. It will not limit us. We'll have a budget and a budget that will limit to, but the CBT is not what is going to set our budget is what Shapiro said three days ago. Let me tee you up for this. Then do players not want to sign in Canada? Well, Alec Manoa said otherwise. I loved that response from the big man. That was great. That was fantastic. Yeah. If you missed it on Twitter, there was a tweet um, sent out by Kevin Go. I don't know who that is. I have no clue who he's he is. Verified account? Did he pay for his fucking badge? Um, looks like the yeah, kind he's of got guy, eighty thousand followers. Yeah, but just kind of looks like the kind of guy who paid for a badge. But I've I've honestly never heard of this guy's name. But he said, starting to think MLB players really don't like Canada. Well, Either that or somebody has Ross Atkins locked in a trunk. Regarding the Jays' lack of activity, Manoa quote tweeted it, and he said. Being the only team that represents an entire nation is a blessing, especially an entire country that is passionate about all their sports teams. And Toronto being a very diverse and fun city and playing fun city to live in playing is amazing, too. It's a beautiful opportunity for all of us with an exclamation point. Love them. I just I yeah, that's fantastic from Manoa. That's that's a great comment. He 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 presses all the right buttons knowing how to be like the most likable player. But circling back to the original comment, it's. You know, it made sense a couple off seasons ago when we were like deep into the heart of the pandemic and the borders were all closed and it was, you know, chaos that you'd see a player not want to come here because they can't, you know, visit their family during the season or that kind of thing. Or they're going to be living out of a suitcase Mm -hmm. with Dunedin and Buffalo in that 2021 season. But even despite all of that, they went and had Springer, they had Gosman. You know, they trade for Matt Chap and there's no issue there. It's not like he's 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 after the trade being like, (gasps) I have to go to Canada. No one said this. This isn't happening. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's just clickbait. It's trolling. It's being annoying. No one thinks this way. I, I, yeah, I don't buy that at all. Especially cause like <laughs> to, to shit on ourselves a little bit here. It's not like it's Edmonton. It's not right. <laughs> like it's not like some, it's, Toronto. it's yeah. not like some guy who's born and raised in some warm weather climate, like the Dominican gets his agent calling him and be like, Hey man, your only offer is Winnipeg or Edmonton or Saskatoon. And you have to go live there in the winter. Like it's Toronto in the summer. And yeah. these guys go home when it's cold. It's, I don't know. I think that whole narrative is so tired and it's not like Canada's viewed as a third world country. No. Some people might prefer it to the U.S. So the narrative that people love, oh, players don't want to play in Canada. A lot of these players aren't even from the States. They don't give a shit. No, it's 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 just a lazy thing. It's annoying. It's again, I think it's just to, to get a reaction. And yeah. I think it's just so easily dispelled with the amount of players that have come here recently. Yep. And the positive things we hear from the players who do come here, like think about all the former Jays, like Vernon Wells has talked extensively about how much he loved playing Gibby. in Toronto. Of course, Gibby, like all those guys, former, there's so many former Jays who are involved. Ricky Romero is a guy from California and he loves flying back. And he says it on Twitter when he has a chance to fly back to Toronto. He loves it. The one example I always run back to in this and it's the Kyle Lowry thing, right? Where he was mad. He got traded here. Then he spent a season or two here and and it's his forever home. Now he loves it in Toronto. I know he doesn't play here anymore, but you get what I'm, yeah, get get the point I'm making. There's been plenty. And I don't know. I think it's bullshit. I think it's all bullshit too. Uh, let's talk about some of the other moves that did happen. The Aaron judge saga was <laughs> hilarious. Like, so if you aren't on Twitter, here's the way things broke down with Aaron judge. John Heyman tweets out Tuesday afternoon word. This is the direct tweet. It said 
Arson Judge is signing with the San Francisco Giants. So a bunch of people are quote tweeting the ever loving hell out of it because he tweeted Arson Judge is signing with the Giants. So he's a big insider. People take his reports as gospel. And then all of a sudden he has to delete that tweet because he spelled his name Arson. (laughs) Retweets it as Aaron Judge has informed the Giants he's choosing them. 30 minutes goes by. No one else has said a peep. And Heyman comes out and is like, ah, my bad guys <laughs> jumped the gun a little. He not had, happening. He, he, the, the funny thing is, is the corrected report from Heyman said that, um, the giants hadn't even heard from judge. So basically all he was reporting was that they had tabled him an offer. Which, yeah. You're so far ahead of the gun there. It's, it's nuts, but <laughs> That was a fun 30 minutes where it was like, hey, you know what? The Yankees just lost their main guy after the best season, perhaps, by a Yankee in like 100 years. And he's walking out the door to go to California. But instead, unfortunately, what winds up happening is Aaron Judge signs the nine-year, $360 million deal. He bet on himself at the beginning of the year. Back in April, Brian Cashman came out in the first day of the season. He says... We offered Aaron Judge a contract, turned it down. It was for, what was it, like 210, 230 mil kind of thing? Yeah. It wasn't a, it wasn't. And I remember calling him crazy. I was like, Aaron Judge, what are you going to do this year? You are often injured. You're an inconsistent power hitter coming off a bad year. I was like, Aaron Judge, what do you think you're going to do in the next season to earn that (laughs) much more? Son of a bitch. He had 60 home runs or some people would say the MLB put more loaded baseballs into Yankees games. And that's why he hit the home runs. And regardless of how he did it, he earned himself over a hundred million dollars more than he would have signed for a year ago. And when the, when the thing to the giants came out, I always had a hard time believing he would leave New York because it would just be so unlike the New York Yankees to not just at the 12th hour when rubber hits the road. If judge says the Giants are giving me three hundred and fifty five million, I said I'd be so unlike the Yankees not having to just be like, we'll match it or we're up in it. What's it going to take? And at the end of the the day with nine years, 360 million, they very clearly are just doing whatever it takes to keep him in pinstripes. But someone made the point to me of like, what if he doesn't want to be, what if he didn't want to be a Yankee? What if the idea of getting relentlessly booed when you eventually go through a 12 game slump, what if all of that just isn't enticing and he'd rather go live back in California and be in a more relaxed environment, one that wants to win, one that's a great market as we saw with the Giants when they won all those World Series. But what if he just doesn't want to be in New York, not even necessarily be a Yankee, but be surrounded by all that Yankee noise? And there was all kinds of talk about that early in the offseason and during the playoffs when the Yankees wound up losing in the championship series to Houston was judge was getting booed in the playoffs yeah. despite you know putting up the one 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 OPS and I'm looking at his stats now he didn't actually have a down year last year he finished fourth in MVP voting in 2021 it was the COVID year where he really struggled through the injuries and it kind of looked like he wasn't going to be the guy but I mean since then he proves that's the case and even though he had that historically good amazing season Yankees fans still booed him and you have you had to wonder if that rubs a guy the wrong way but what winds up happening is they pay the cash to get it done now from the other perspective of this if Aaron Judge had walked and the Yankees didn't spend all that cash to keep him would that not have opened the Yankees up then to sign maybe two or three or four different guys? Maybe you do like a Carlos Rodon and a Carlos Correa and a Carlos Correa off season as well. That kind of thing. Like, is this maybe better 
for the Jays that they did keep him and didn't spend a whole bunch of money elsewhere. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't think he's hitting I'm 60 dingers again. I'm digging for positives here. Yeah. Maybe they did overpay him. Like uh, he's damn good, but he, yeah, he's fantastic. He turns 31 in April though. We'll see. And, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of funny to think like this contract seems like so much money now, but maybe like you look at the way they've gone up in five years, maybe this looks like a bargain. <laughs> I was talking about this on one of the hockey pods I do, but it's so hilarious how from basically opening day, until the end of the playoffs, what do we hear about the state of baseball and its economy? Nobody watches it. No one likes it. No one's watching it. No one likes it. Sport Boring. is dying. Attendance down. TV numbers down. Next TV deal will be less. All this stuff. And then Aaron Judge gets $360 million, And then Trey Turner gets $300 million, And Xander Bogarts is getting almost $300 million, And they spend gobs of money every offseason. You're right. I think it's something where... The narrative gets fed a lot that, oh, yeah, baseball doesn't make a lot of money. It's dying, blah, blah, blah. And then this shit happens and it makes me roll my eyes and be like, no, it's not dying. It's not going anywhere. Like, it's going to be fine. It's fine. Like, yeah, you have the streaming services, Facebook and Google and Amazon wanting to host these games, paying millions upon tens of millions of dollars to do this. Yeah. And no, I think the sport's alive and well. <laughs> so we talked about Judge. What about Bogarts? The pa- the Padres are spending like drunken sailors. Um, I don't love this deal from a baseball perspective. I think he is a guy who he might age fine, but he won't age this well. Really? What do you think about Bogarts? I do don't you think know. it's a fair deal? Do you think this is a loss for Boston or do you think it's a win they didn't opt to give him that contract? I see. I think it's both. I think they them losing Bogarts is huge, but I just look at that deal San Diego and I'm like, man, that's so much money. It's a lot of money, but again, like just the way it's going up, it might not be that bad. Yeah, that, it might. I keep forgetting that. And then also the thing for them that, that makes this really interesting is now you have him and Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis and it's like, is this just a contingency because Machado can opt out of his deal next winter? Or is this like they are going to actively try to move on from or trade or do something with Tatis? You would think they are, right? You think, right? That story, that that narrative, his reputation, it's so shot. Oh, yeah. It I seems do. like the fan base is fed up with him. The front office is clearly to an extent fed up with him. They've got to be livid because just for context, for anyone who doesn't know, he last winter he gets hurt in a motorbiking accident. That's what it was, right? He broke his hand or something like that. And then he's out for the first little bit of the season. And then he gets busted for PEDs as well. And he undergoes shoulder surgery while he's in his PED suspension. And this is after they just signed him to, uh, how big was that contract? Like 14 years, 300 some odd bills. Stupid. It was so much. Yeah. Just an obscene amount of money. So the Padres have now gone ahead and done that. Also from Boston's perspective is this is the, Second time in three years, they've lost a core player from that, that most recent 2018 World Series winning team. They wouldn't pay Mookie bets. They tried him to the Dodgers. He's been fantastic since. Now Bogarts is gone. Next winter, it's Raphael Devers, and there hasn't been a peep realistically about an extension there. Is, is his he gone as well? Are the Red Sox no longer a free spending team? Well, but then they go give um, the Yoshida, the latest free agent to come from overseas, they give him five years, 90 mil. Yeah, and you don't want to pay Bogarts, who has been around for a decade and is one with your team, and you're just willing to pay some random, unproven guy on the international free agency money instead. And then you're, you know, you sign two relievers for that who are in their mid 30s for a combined 50 mils. You don't have enough for Bogarts. I think I think it's weird personally. The whole thing was weird. Yeah. I. But then also, like as we're shitting on the Red Sox, or I guess I'm shitting on the Red Sox for doing this, we haven't heard anything about Bo and Vlad extensions. Concerning. Maybe now that I've watched the Red Sox 
sort of allow this to happen. I, I don't know if you had asked me five years ago, if in 2017, say, for example, when that core was kind of coming together, if you had asked me, do you think the Red Sox will allow Betts and Bogarts to leave? I'd be like, no. So if you asked me if you like a year or two ago, would I expect the Jays to do that with Bowen Vlad? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I'm not really sure what to expect. I, I expected differently when they signed Springer and they were signing Gosman, but I don't know. Maybe it's just this past week or so is kind of giving me a little sour taste. I'm probably overreacting, but such is life. A nice little tie-in to our friends at PointsBet Canada, who are always updating their World Series odds for the upcoming season. The Red Sox, all the way down at thirty-three to run, that thirty-three to one. That's even with teams like the Angels and the Texas Rangers. The Jays are still all the way up at twelve to one, tied up with the Philadelphia Phillies, Astros, Dodgers. Braves, Yankees, Mets. That makes up your top five here. Mets giving Justin Verlander some big smoke as well. We haven't didn't hit on that yet. That was another guy that we were thinking maybe the Jays would have interest in, but that's a lot of money to a 40-year-old pitcher. But if there was anyone who will continue to be yeah, good into their 40s, it's, it's 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 stunning. It 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 seemed what was it back in like 2014, 15, 16, those years with Detroit? He was washed. And then he just put together arguably his best season. The magic fairy dust of the Houston Astros. I cannot wrap my head around it. What are they doing? And will it continue when he leaves? That's the big one for me as well. Is it going to go Josh Reddick? <laughs> Just unplayable. They're paying him. That would be a very Mets thing for Verlander to become like unplayable. Him and Scherzer to combined age of 90, making $90 million together. And, you know, who knows what the durability is like there. It's a pretty significant risk for the Mets to take. But I'll be honest with you. I'd have been all over it for the Jays. That same deal? Yes. Hmm. Again, same, same. You like spending their money, though. I do. I love spending Rogers' money there. And you're not the one who had to spend $300 million on a renovation, Coombsy. Well, yeah, that's true. It's so hard being Rogers. I couldn't imagine being one of the telecom uh, companies in this country. That must be so hard. Should I let you go? No, I'm not. I'm going to cut you off. (laughs) Uh, We're going to wrap up with a little bit more Jays talk here. News about the broadcast. We know Dan Shulman is coming as the full-time voice of the Toronto Blue Jays next year. We've known that for a bit. I love it. How can you not love it? He calls just an unbelievable game. He's lovable. He's not as old school as Buck and Pat were. He gives the broadcast a fresh voice, but we do know Pat Tabler will not be coming back. He and Sportsnet part ways. Um, We don't know about Buck yet. I would love 162 games of Dan and Buck. I think they're a great duo together. It's a great balance, but there's also a part of me that goes, eh, I wouldn't mind something totally fresh next to Dan. Yeah, it wouldn't be overly surprising if Buck and Pat did move on in the same off season and the blue Jays plan was okay. Dan Shulman's kind of the, the epicenter of this broadcasting crew. And maybe we try a few different people out. They've had some different names in the mix. Joe Siddall is the one he's been there for a while. He's quite likable. They've also had Ricky Romero. We mentioned him earlier. He's been doing podcasts and media stuff. He's been on the broadcast. Caleb Joseph's. The I like one. him. Yeah. He really endeared himself in the COVID year when they clinched the playoff spot and he yeah. did that big talk with the, the beer and it was very exciting. Uh, there's a lot of names in the mix. I'm not sure who will wind up on the broadcast though. Something so edgy about drinking a beer on TV. <laughs> that's fun. That's people cool. love that's it. What, that's what I like to see. That's hashtag relatable. I like that. That's what mm-hmm. I like as a, as an almost 30 year old guy that gets my blood pumping. I'm like, <laughs> wow, that guy's drinking a beer on the television. He that shouldn't could, be doing that. That could be me. I like when athletes swear on live TV and it's like, oh wow, they're so likable. They're so relatable. It's just like me. Just like us swearing on our podcast uh all right we're gonna wrap this thing up well we promise you we won't go a month in between episodes again here because the jays are gonna do something eventually we're gonna have to talk about it what if they do something tonight it's transaction friday 
just a news dump. Well, it's like the Josh Donaldson trade back in the, with the winter 2014. Oh that God, came yeah. at like, what, like 10 PM our time. So like yeah. midnight Eastern. It was late, late. Yeah, that was insane. Ryu was late too. Ryu was late too. I remember. I, yeah. I was driving home from like a, a game somewhere. It was like 10, 11 o'clock mountain time. I want to say. Did you win? No, I don't remember. I think it was an Oilers game. Anyways. Oh, it wasn't a, it wasn't a chief's game. It wasn't a beer league hockey game. I no. See. Um, what else? Uh, too low happened late, right? Too low happened late. Yeah. I was at a Boston pizza after a slow pitch game. Chapman happened very early. I was in Brazil for that. So I don't remember mm-hmm. what the time zones were. I remember I woke up to the Chapman news. So it was yeah, early. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe we will get something crazy this weekend and we'll have a new pod Monday. I'm, <laughs> it would be really funny after all of this bitching on my part, that they're not going to do anything. They go <laughs> make a fucking move this evening. It like breaks now. But I don't know if Ross Atkins is a late night trade kind of guy. I think he's an early morning rise and grind. Mm. Kind of guy. Nah, he just never sleeps. <laughs> Yeah, the grind never stops. Grind never stops with Ross uh, Atkins. All right, that's going to be a wrap on episode 123 of Blue Jays Nation Radio. Shout out to Points Bet Canada and our presenting sponsor, DoorDash. Remember that promo code, folks, Game Day 25. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back soon with another Jays pod. Enjoy your holiday season. Best wishes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.